This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor Bet Builder. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal. What a goal from Robbie Blake. Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery into the path of McCann and the fire finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, 
Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show and it is of course the last episode of the season um, because the game against Cardiff is obviously uh, the last game of the season uh, but don't worry we will be back with a uh, what's it called a full-time show um, after the game I'm not sure exactly when it will be if I'm being honest with you because obviously the game's on Monday and then I'm working Monday night and then obviously it's the Champions Parade on Tuesday, so I would have done it Tuesday night, but then I'll obviously be at the Champions Parade. Um, so it's probably going to be Wednesday around six, uh, but don't put that in your diaries just yet. As usual, follow us on social media at Turfcast Podcast and all the usual places, and I will put a post up to let you know when we are going to be live. And I do need to speak to Neil yet as well uh, and the others to find out when they are free. Um, but yeah, of course, we will be chatting Burnley versus Cardiff in just a few minutes. I do have a Cardiff fan waiting in the wings. You, wait, you may recognise him from last time. Um, but uh, obviously, some news has dropped over the last few days. JJ Watt is now an official investor in the club. NFL all-star, NFL legend JJ Watt is, a, is, a, is an investor in the club. He did say... It is not so much a monetary investment, but more emotional investment. Obviously, there will be monetary there as well. Um, how much, we don't know. Um, that information has remained private, which is fair enough. Um, but it's brilliant to see him already interacting with all the fans. We've, we've seen him doing it for weeks, well, months. Obviously, all the clips, uh, sorry, the pictures came up of him watching Burnley while eating his breakfast and stuff like that. That's when it started. And then, of course, uh, he started wearing the, the Vincent Company hat. He started going on TV shows, wearing wearing these hats and, and tops and stuff. Um, but, yeah, the news came out this week that he is an official investor. Uh, then immediately he did loads of press over in in the US. Um, followed Turfcast on Twitter. He followed quite a lot of the pages, uh, but it was good to see him follow Turfcast Um and interact with us. Uh, fingers crossed we can get him on. That's going to be the aim over the summer. We're going to try and get him on, see if he'll chat to us, um, and hopefully just 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 have a bit of a chat with him and stuff like that, and 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 see what he wants to do, what what he wants to get out of it, that the plan, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed we could do that. Obviously, I'm going to need um, some shows over the summer, so an interview with JJ Watt would be fantastic. So JJ, if you're watching, listening. Drop us a message. I'll speak to my people. We'll get something sorted. Um, but of course, today the news dropped. That's the um, we've all known about it really unofficially. The official Burnley trailer, um, but it was officially announced that there will be an official. Sorry, not trailer, documentary. The official trailer for the official documentary dropped today. Um, so that was good to see. So the documentary will be out in September. It will be in four parts. It will be on Sky Documentary. A lot of people will say Netflix, but no, it's Sky Documentaries. Um, so that's something to look forward to as well because the Premier League season will start about then. So who knows? We might need a bit of a pick me up um, by September, um, and that will be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to that. I can't wait. Um, it's going to be like it's, it's the best season in my 35 years following Burnley. I've said it plenty of times. I stand by it. Yes, we've had better seasons where we've achieved more, um, but it's my favourite season following Burnley. And then to win the league at Ewood Park at the end, that's probably where the the you know it'll come to a climax the documentary obviously there's a trophy lift which hasn't been filmed yet which is happening on monday um but yeah to watch that back over and over and over again uh is something that i will be doing i will binge it on the day it comes out um so i think we should all binge it together if, if i'm honest um find out an official date at the minute it's just september 
But when we get an official actual day when it comes out, I'll be booking it off and I'll be binge watching it probably three or four times. Um, so I am very much looking forward to that. But anyway, we obviously have to chat Burnley versus Cardiff. Um, it is a bit of a damp squid for us and for them. Um, obviously, they've stayed up now. A lot of people were saying, oh, we might be able to send Cardiff down on the last day. Um, it's never good to do that anyway, is it? We did it to Fulham a few years ago. Um, so it's never good to do that. But congratulations, Cardiff, for staying up. I will, of course, bring a Cardiff fan in now. And this is Tom. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Congratulations on staying up, of course. I think I think you already had stayed up, but last night, Reading's... Uh, relegation was confirmed uh, after Huddersfield beat Sheffield United. Bit of a, an upset, but uh, yeah, congratulations on staying up. Thank you very much, and congratulations on winning the league as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, so obviously, it's a bit of a, a we, we're really looking forward to this game. Obviously, for obvious reasons, it's it's going to be a celebration. We're going to get the trophy lift at the end, which I know we've won the league before, but we, we were actually robbed of winning the tro- uh, lifting the trophy last time because the EFL had it up at the Riverside Stadium, even though we were already top. It's something that Burnley fans are still annoyed about. But, um, yeah, a lot of Burnley fans are really looking forward to it. What are you sort of like? How, how are your thoughts on this game? Because it doesn't matter, does it, to you? You're just turning up to somebody else's party, really. Are you are you like hoping that you can sort of like ruin the party or are you just, just another game, not too bothered, end of season game, get it out of the way and get focused on next year? It's a weird one. Um, it's, you know, there's obviously always that little bit of it would be funny just to, show yeah. up and win uh, just with how amazing uh, Burnley have been this year it would be Pete Cardiff just to show up and end up winning a game that means absolutely nothing against the best team in the league um, we did it the year we uh, went down from the Premiership uh, we got relegated the week before losing 3-1 at home to Palace and then last game of the season went to Old Trafford and 1-2-0 so it's, it's, yeah. it would be a very Cardiff thing to do um, in all honesty the biggest thing for me uh is just just get the season finished. Um, it's not been particularly good. Uh, I think that's a bit of an understatement. But it's been it's been a bad year, in all honesty. And um, it, it, any kind of positives, just hopefully that um, some of our guys on loan can get a nice send off and have a nice last game for us, really. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How do you look at your season then? Because obviously, in the end, you achieved. I mean, it's not the goal that you would have had at the start of the season. Obviously, you achieved the goal of staying up. But is it? You've mentioned it there. It's been a bad year, so I presume you 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 are as fans going to look back on this year as as one not to remember. Yeah, and um, it's yeah, it's not been fun. Um, it's been weird though. Like we very rarely uh, get battered. You know, we don't usually ship in uh, loads of goals. I think only twice um, in the league and. The- and the cup, we've conceded four goals or more. So, like when we went away to Sheffield United, we lost four one, um, and then we lost. I think it was five two away at Leeds in the FA Cup in the replay. Yeah. So it's we've not been battered hardly ever. It's always a loss by one goal or two. You know, it's very rare that we end up getting absolutely turned over, which makes it a little bit more frustrating because you think, well, these games we could have got something from them. You know, if we had the players in that we have now from the start of the season and that we had everybody firing, then, you know, it's a different story. If some of those yeah. annoying draws or losses by one goal could have been a win, you know, they weren't great performances by any means, but it's the fact that, you know, things could have been different. So it just makes it a little bit more frustrating. So 
yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a year that's not looked back on too fondly. Yeah, fair enough. You mentioned there if you had some of the players now that you had at the start of the season, it might have been different. What's been the issue? Has it been injuries or have you brought some decent signings in um in January? So we bought in uh basically our main striker now on loan in January, uh a guy called Sori Kaba, and he's you know hit the ground running. Um he's been probably our best create best attacking outlet, sorry. Um since January and he scored some really important goals for us and uh, I think his just build up play is very good as well. Um and he's been, you know, really important for us. But I think as well just how some players have performed a lot better since our new manager came in. Uh, we got Sabri Lamucci come in, in January and um some players really have excelled under him. Um so you know it's just things like that thing or oh, maybe if you know we appointed Sabri first time round when we got rid of Morrison and you know what if you know, somebody like Carver came in towards the back end of September on loan. Would we be in a different position? The answer is probably. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, we hit a bit of decent form, obviously, at the right time to keep us up. And Sabri did his job, which was to keep us up. But, you know, it's, it's just been an annoying one, really. Yeah, it's unusual. I say it's unusual. I'm going to say it's unusual to see a team of three managers in a season, but you're not the only one in the championship for a start. And it does seem to be happening more and more. Leeds, obviously, for example, have had three um, this year as well now. Um, I remember last time we played you, uh, you had just appointed your new manager um, at that time. Was it Hudson? Mark yeah, Hudson? It was, yeah. Yeah. And that was his first game. And obviously, it was 1 1. I think we scored first. I can't remember exactly the, the exact game, to be honest. I, I might be getting it mixed up with uh, Birmingham. But um, I think we scored first and you equalised. Um, what went wrong then? Because I remember um, after that thinking, oh, Cardiff might be quite strong now. You know, they did well against us. They, 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 limited, to, they limited us to only one goal. Um, so what went wrong, uh, wrong under Hudson? In all honesty, it was just scoring goals. Um, like I said, we weren't shipping in loads. We kept mm. for the most part a fairly tight defense but um you know it was just a lot of draws quite a lot of nil nils which was annoying um there was yeah. one particularly at home against or it might have been away I can't really remember I've tried to block it out uh, when we played QPR uh it was a nil nil draw and you think well that's a, a, the type of game that is there for you to win you know um and then just silly ones like his last game in charge was a one all draw at home against Wigan after we'd gone 1-0 up. So it's just, you know, not really being able to, well, not being able to score full stop yeah, being the main thing. And then just, you know, switching off at annoying times and being punished for it as well. So it's just a mix of that, really. It's just, you know, the football, all right, wasn't brilliant uh, at times. You could see what he was trying to do. And, you know, there's, you know, I have nothing but respect for Mark Hudson. You know, he's ex-captain. You know, I love the guy. Uh, but yeah. it and it is a shame that it ended the way it did. But um, ultimately, it was best with the club in the end. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, just going off what you've said then over the last twelve minutes, think, would it be fair to say that you've been pretty poor going forward, but quite strong at the back this season? Um, kind of. Uh, it's, we've been getting better uh, going forward as the years gone on, um, especially since Carver's come in, um, and he's. You know, he's linked really well with um, Jaden Philogene, who's another loan signing, but thankfully we've had him uh, since uh, the start of the season. Um, usually the defence is pretty 
okay, like you associate Cardiff with a pretty solid defence. Um, yeah. This year has been really hot and cold. Um, more often than not, we've been letting in pretty silly goals. Um, like you, it could be, I think the game against Huddersfield was probably uh, just like a peak display of what it's been like as a Cardiff fan this year. And that was a very Cardiff performance in that we play all right for the first half thinking, you know, we could get something here and then just have, you know, a 10, 15 minute spell where we just switch off completely and play some Mm. horrendous football on all areas of the pitch. And then ultimately it costs you the game. And that's pretty much where it's been. And all year it's been, yes, they're just really strange. Like the, Overall, you think when things are going well in the game, it's almost going a little bit too well. And then before you know it, some, you know, some players will just fall asleep and switch off and, you know, they, the other team scored two in quick succession and yeah. you can't make really most of our chances. Yep, fair enough. From the outside looking in then, I don't really know what's happened at Cardiff over the last few years. Obviously, not long ago, this was a Premier League fixture. So we've come down, bounced straight back up. Um, everybody just goes, oh, parachute payments. It's so easy when you've got parachute payments. Obviously, Cardiff relegated in, what, 2019, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so Cardiff obviously will have been in, in receipt of parachute payments. Obviously, you've got Norwich and Watford who haven't gone straight back up. I think I don't think either of them can get the playoffs. Um, and you've also got teams like Middlesbrough in there who are getting parachute payments right. All right, they're doing relatively well. Um, but obviously Cardiff are a side that now probably looking over the shoulder more than what what they are looking upwards. So how come you're in this position now? Is, is it is it the owner Tan? Is is it is it Vincent Tan? Is he still the owner? He's still the yeah. owner. Yeah. So is is that is that what's gone wrong? Is it, is it just bad ownership, or is or is it more to it? I think the ownership is where it starts, and it kind of has mm. a trickle down effect. Uh, the club's just really poorly run um, from the top down, unfortunately. And I think probably the biggest thing with us has been instability. Um, That has been our Achilles heel since relegation. Um, You know, one or two questionable sign-ins. I love Neil Warnock to bits, but I think a lot of Cardiff fans will say there were, you know, a couple of sign-ins that we made um, and players on pretty big wages. You think, well, they weren't really worth that um mm. so there's a bit of that but then you know i can't put that's not the reason why we we were flirting with relegation this year and a lot of last season as well uh i think it, it starts with the ownership and then you look at the board um i don't think it's a board that can effectively run a football club and that is the view of pretty much all cardiff fans as well and i feel bad for the management and players because there's so much just instability and there has been, you know, since we got rid of Warnock, we've appointed so many managers with some of them coming in initially just on like a caretaker basis, but then Mm. getting the job full time and, you know, having teams that they didn't have any influence on in transfer windows and not really knowing their best 11. So I think it's, it's just, the whole thing is incredibly unstable at the minute um, and it just needs modernisation. Uh, the fact that we still don't have a director of football in 2023 is absolutely ridiculous, you know. Um, so I think it starts with the ownership um, and the way that the clubs run is why we're in this position now. 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, so what what is it as as a fan now? I know you said earlier, like just get the season done, get focused on next season. What do you think you can achieve next season? Like obviously, as a fan, you always need something to look forward to. Else, else, what's the point? So presumably, you're you're, you're looking forward to maybe a, a push for the playoffs or something next season. Is that a realistic goal for you? Do you think? I want to be optimistic, but honestly, yeah. I don't think it is. I think it could be. You know, I would I would take a boring season where we finish tenth or eleventh. You know. Um, I think we're going to be quite restricted uh, this year in terms of in the summer, in terms of what we can do, because um, we had an embargo uh, put on from FIFA and the EFL uh, on transfers uh, because of the payments for Salah. And even though now yeah. um, the first payment has uh, gone through and um, FIFA have lifted an embargo, it doesn't look like the EFL embargo is going anywhere. Um and I think that is so we can't actually sign players uh, with money. And there's something about loan fees as well. I don't think we can pay them. So, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, that changes. Um, yeah. And we can get some business in. Otherwise, it's just going to be trying to make use of the free agent and loan market, which sometimes, you know, can work. Um, they worked in January for us. Um, and... You know, it's just doing the best we can um, with a pretty poor situation. So, like I said, yeah. I would, I would absolutely love just a boring mid-table uh, season next year. But it's hard if we don't really do boring. We'll either be fighting relegation again or probably going for the title. It's just, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, it's interesting that, like you said, there's this thing about loan fees. <sighs> yeah, you're gonna have to utilize the. Um... Like you said, free agent market, aren't, aren't you? Which which does restrict you quite a lot. Um, and with teams like Southampton coming down, probably one one of Forest who have got a lot of money, Everton who are a massive club, probably the biggest of championships ever seen. Oh, Villa actually, but I'm not going to get into that debate. To be fair, um, and, and there's Leeds as well. There could be coming down. Um, it's going to be tough next year in Championship. It's going to be really tough. So yeah, I can understand why you why why you do why you do feel that way. Um, but uh, yeah, looking ahead to the game then, um, you said there you've not been battered before. You've very rarely shipped more than, well, you haven't, apart from on two occasions, shipped more than four goals, once at Sheffield United, once at Leeds. Do you think that continues? Do you think you're going to be quite strong at the turf? Do you think we'll have an eye on on the party instead? Do you, do you think you'll come away with something? Um, we have the potential to do it, I think. Um, you know, even though... I think Burnley have been a cut above the rest this year. Um, at the end of the day, well, since it was confirmed that you guys are up and are champions, you know, it's it's not just a Burnley thing. It's been a thing with all championship teams. You know, they kind of take their eye off a little bit and then there are one or two kind of shock results that could happen. Um, yeah. So that part of me thinks that, you know, maybe we can get something maybe not a win but just you know and like I said it'll be a few lone players last games so hopefully um you know they can turn up maybe and try and leave us with some even though they've left us with good memories already just like a nice way um to send them off kind of thing yeah. um but then at the same time my realist hat comes on and realize well it's Burnley you know you're going to be wanting to go for the 100 points I don't think company is going to let the players, you know, take it easy just because it's the last game of the season. You know, he's going to want that 100 points plus team. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. And uh, 
it could very much go one of two ways where, you know, we can capitalise on a team that, you know, might be metaphorically on the beach a little bit. Um, yeah. Or we could get absolutely battered. It's just going to go one way or the other. I think we'll either win it narrowly or get battered. Yeah, fair enough. It's one of them things, isn't it? Since we've won the league, we've only actually played one game. That was down at Bristol City, beat them 2-1. Um, but actually getting promoted, yeah, um, we've drawn to uh, Rotherham, drawn to Reading, lost against QPR. That was, like, in my opinion, the biggest shock of this championship season. Um, so I see since the promotion, we have taken our foot off the gas slightly, but obviously then got the win at Blackburn, which secured the league at Eva Park, which was brilliant. Um, and then and then since then, we have got another win. But I, I don't know. I, I'm a little worried that they might be a little bit on the beach because uh, the last time they played at home, they were very much so on the beach. Um, and this time, it's going to be a party atmosphere. Like We're all looking forward to seeing them lift the trophy. I'm sure the players are looking forward to lifting the trophy. Um, we've got the Champions Parade on Tuesday, and I presume 99% of them jet off to Dubai on Wednesday. So there's going to be that side of it where they, where they don't particularly want an injury um, while walking around Dubai as well. But um, yeah, I, I see what you mean about company. It, we do see him as a, a bit of a mentality monster. Um, but after the... After the promotion at Middlesbrough, we did take our foot off the gas a little bit, so there could be that. Um, but any players that uh, we should look out for then on your side that could, co- could cause us some issues? Um, I've mentioned them uh, both already, but yeah, I, th- I would say um, Jaden Philogene and Sorry Carver. Uh, they say to never fall in love with a loan signing, um, but we've done that uh, as a fan base with both of them. And um, uh, Sabri had a press conference. Uh, this morning and it looks like that they're not going to be coming back next year uh, well, on loan or a transfer or whatever um, and it looks like uh, Cedric Kipre played his last game for us as well because he went off with an injury against Huddersfield so yeah. um, you know it's you know it'd be quite poetic and nice that uh, they have a those two especially have a good game um, to say goodbye to the Cardiff yeah. fans but um you know, all that stuff aside, they are both really good players. Uh, Carver's been, you know, such an important player for us since he's come in and he scored some really important goals and uh, he reads the game so well. And um, Philogene is probably our best creative outlet and has been all season. And um, he dribbles with the ball really well. Um, he creates some really good chances and he can score goals as well. So I, th- I think those two um, specifically are definitely ones to look out for. Yeah, you say never fall in love with a, for, uh, a lone player. That has literally been the theme of our season. Nathan Teller, <laughs> we all love him. Um, obviously, Bayer, who, fingers crossed, Bayer's staying. We can sign Bayer. Um, Taylor Harwood-Bellis, um, Martson, they've all been fantastic. Um, I would be gutted if Teller left and we didn't get Teller next season. But uh, it's looking like Southampton are potentially going to play hardball with him, but there's no official word yet. Um, so I would be gutted if, if, if Teller wasn't here next season. I think he's my favourite player, Teller. Love him. Um, of course, Cardiff, this is a, a stat for you. Uh, Cardiff are currently one of only three teams that Burnley haven't beaten so far this season. Of course, the thing that weighs that in your favour is we've only played you once. Um, but we couldn't beat Blackpool, ironically, one of the worst teams in the league, got relegated. And we couldn't beat Watford. Again, OK, average. Got some good players, to be fair, to Watford. But everybody else we've beaten, at least at some point, or done a double on them. Cardiff are the only team that we haven't beaten. Does that give you a bit of confidence going into it? Obviously, it was 1-1 in the home game, but your home game, as we mentioned. Does that give you a bit of confidence going into this? Yeah, a little bit. It's just, um, you know, there are those freak weird stats like that, like how in the in the Premiership, the only 
uh, teams that Arsenal haven't beaten or Man City and Southampton. Mm. No, it's it's just you know those little stats like that. I think are brilliant, and you know it's just that little mental thing. Um, you know the if the boys can think well, you know we have opportunity to do something pretty special. Yeah, a, a team as good as this to not be able to beat us. You know that could you know maybe spark something or inspire something a little bit. Um, but yeah, I I didn't know that and. Blackpool as well. That seems really yeah. That that's the most annoying one because obviously Blackpool are Lancashire rivals. So I I would Mm. have enjoyed you know smashing Blackpool like we smashed Blackburn and Preston at the turf. Um, We played Blackpool quite early in the season and went two nil up, gave a stupid goal away, then went three one up, then got Ian Markson sent off. So the game just was just topsy turvy. But then we were quite poor earlier in the season by our standards for the rest of the season. but then again, at Bloomfield Road, we're only about what eight weeks ago, something like that. Probably a little bit less, six, seven weeks ago. Uh, we just just didn't get going. Just didn't get going. Their keeper with man at match, to be fair, but still, still didn't get going. So yeah, that one's the one frustrate, that frustrates me the most. Um, anyway, going into this game, then obviously we're getting towards a half an hour mark. I'll be honest, I didn't expect we'd get half an hour on this game with it being a damp squid. But um, yeah, predictions then, mate. What what score do you think it's going to be? I'm going to go with the heart. Um, not my head. Uh, I'm going to say that Carver and Philogene get the lovely loan send-offs uh, that we all hope for, and we put a, a little bit of a dampener um, on what's been a brilliant season for you guys, anyway. But I, I can't imagine you'd, you'd be that bothered about it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a Cardiff win. Uh, I'm going to say uh, uh, the unconvincing one uh, nil. Uh, like yep. you know, my head says we're going to lose, but. You know, it's the last game of the season. I'm just going to say it with my chest and Cardiff win 1-0. Yeah, fair enough. Got to respect it. Um, for me, I'm thinking the script's written will turn up. Uh, we won't hit the heights that we've hit in previous games. Like I just said earlier, the 3-0 against Blackburn, the 3-0 against Preston, the, the 4-0 at home to, to Huddersfield. There's been a lot of games this season where we raced to 3-0 and then we just, we just step back. Um, because the pressure's off, who knows if we got to that 3-0, we might end up you know, sticking more on. But I, I just think we'll have half an eye on the party. We'll have half an eye on lifting the trophy, half an eye on the Champions Parade around the town on Tuesday and half an eye on going to Dubai on Wednesday. Um, not that I'm going to Dubai, but the, the players obviously are. Um, but I, I still think we'll win. I think it'll be a 2-0, just sort of like pressure's off. Both teams playing with freedom. It'll be a good game, I think. A lot of... Um, Hopefully some good weather, uh, but a lot of free-flowing football from our side, I think. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. But, mate, it's been a pleasure. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you for coming on. Um, good luck for next season. And uh, just want to let everyone know where they can find you on socials and any Cardiff content that you might create. Awesome, yeah. So, um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle's at ThomasTaylor4, uh, Thomas without a H. And um, in my uh, Twitter bio, I've got a link to my website, um, I do a load of different uh, sports blogs, uh, some about Cardiff, um, but mainly about loads of different stuff. So whether you like F1, cricket, rugby, football, NFL, anything like that, then chances are I'll end up writing about it at some point. And um, yeah, um, I'd say really best of luck to Burnley next year and hopefully you guys can stay up. Thank you. Appreciate that. I didn't know you were into uh, NFL. What do you think of uh, JJ Watt investing in, in Burnley? I love that. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's amazing. I, I, I've always loved Watt as a player. Um, and it's, yeah, it, one I didn't see coming, in all honesty. Um, I'm a big Eagles fan myself. Uh, so hopefully 
I don't know, Jason Kelsey can invest a little bit in Cardiff. Yeah, maybe. Well, oh, oh, I'm hoping he listens to this, mate, because like I said, he followed, <laughs> he followed the page on Twitter. So he might hear that and he might give you a follow back. Who knows? But uh, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Good luck for next season. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for listening on the podcast. I will do a full-time show. I just don't 100% know when it will be. But like I said, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And remember, we won the league at Ewood Park. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.